Like check listeners. This is Griff the Grip Newman. Uh, this is David Dog Sims. Yeah, of course it is. David. We're doing sports oh! announcers. Oh boy, we listen to so much drive time radio, you can tell. Yeah, clearly my favorite type of content <laughs> to consume. We love to spoof it accurately. <laughs> Should we start over? No, 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 no here we go. No, uh, okay, in okay. fact, I think this is the new format of the show, just yep. FYI. Oh, this good. is a little bonus mini-sode. As you know, we are well in the throes of March yeah. Madness right now. Our yeah. crazy, totally mad bananas bracket tournament to decide which director we are covering in the fall. People have been tweeting at us angrily about the choices we made. The takes are hot. <laughs> in seeding this tournament. That's fun. Um, so we're just going to do a little recap. Yeah, I want to just talk about this is uh, something I am desperate to do, and I'm making a very sleepy Griffin do it uh, with me. I'm so tired. I'm probably going to fall asleep in the middle of this episode. Uh, I want to talk about some of the matchups that have already happened. Twists and turns. What's coming up. And let's just run it down. Number okay. one, we started out with, and this is to decide who what, who we talk about mm-hmm. on Blank Jack, the director we talk about. So it's not best director. Just who, who you're going to have most fun listening to us talk about. And doesn't mean that if someone fares poorly in this will never cover them doesn't mean nope. someone fares well in this it, it moves them up no and it, it doesn't just mean whoever like, wins is definitely getting done and and right and, it, and the seating doesn't mean like we think one's better than the other it's nope. more just who we thought uh fans would gravitate most towards. likely to we've usually for. been right but sometimes we bounce baby <laughs> so number one was david fincher who we seated first can we just talk about something very topical? Because this is one of the few times we're recording episodes Please. months in advance. Yeah. And this is an episode that's actually going to come out within. No, more important than that. Uh-huh. Pitbull comes aboard STX's Ugly Dolls film as voice that. cast and to pen perform original song. Yeah. I mean, what do you sh- think? Geez. 200 opening weekend? 300? Black Panther in the dust. I also think like Mary J. Blige just became the first person to get nominated for, <laughs> for acting, acting and singing. And singing. He's number and two. And writing the song in right. one year. And now immediately she's going to be trumped. No Ugly pun doll. intended. Ugly Dolls. Directed Ugly by, doll. do you know who's directing that film? Uh, Fincher? Robert Fosse? Rodriguez. Is directing a fully animated adaptation of Ugly Dolls, a good set of aesthetics with no backstory. Is those dolls with little bug eyes? They're not Funko Pops. No, I know they're not Funko Pops. They have sort of like funny eyes, don't they? They're kind of they're like monster-y kind of. They look like monsters and characters. And the okay. whole joke was that they sort of were intentionally poorly stitched. Anyway, Great Doll is going to be a great film. Pitbull's going to kill it. He's one of our should, finest. Ben, should we call it there? Yes. <laughs> First matchup. Bob Fosse, Cabaret, all that jazz versus David Fincher, that guy you've heard of who's made movies like Fight Club and Seven and The Social Network. And weirdly can't seem to get anything off the ground right now. Yeah, who weirdly seems indecisive and like is... But not- also he was like, I don't think I can get films made anymore, not the types of films I want, the budget levels I want. So he made this hard turn into TV and then all his TV projects got fucking shut down. He had three things set up at HBO and they, they fucking put the kibosh on all of them. Now he's got Mindhunters at Netflix. Okay. And he's sort of waiting in the wings to try to do this World War Z sequel it's, that's now which, gotten pushed back because Brad Pitt's going to do the Tarantino movie. But, which sounds, and also because Brad Pitt's, I think, going through some shit. Brad Pitt. Honestly. Brad Pitt. I thought this was a pro Pitt's. Nope. So, you know, 
Fincher Fincher ran away with it. I mean, we thought he would. He Fincher won seventy two to twenty eight percent. I, I appreciated I, I some Fosse people sticking up for Fosse. Sly, sensual moves to find his way. Star like 80 is the kind of movie we would love to talk about yeah, on this one show. One of my favorite films. But I mean, he was always doomed. So Fincher's through. Yeah. Okay, matchup two. This was closer. Caron, Alfonso Caron. Yeah. Versus Robert Altman, just his 1970s movies. That was the uh, because he made 13 films between 1970 and years. 1980. Or I mean, right in like kind of in 11 years because he right. wanted to sneak Popeye in there. Yeah. And health, uh, maybe. Altman won 51% to 49 I want to see if I can get the exact It was straight totals. up 50-50 for yeah. most of that 24-hour period. Because Andrew's posting these at 10 o'clock. Yeah. One poll ends, new poll goes up. Following day, 10 p.m. I mean... And it was 50-50. You were pulling for Altman. 50-50. He's you, my guy. This is the 16-17 seed matchup, too. So it's going to be close. do a jazz set. I mean, he's my guy. I think... I voted for Altman. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do Coron. He is a good blank check. He might have like another blank check in him that'll make him even better. That's the question. You know what I mean? Like and he's got this new movie coming out. Hopefully so, coming out this fall. Altman pulled through. Altman pulled through? And he's going to face Fincher. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Here's what I'm starting to sense. Okay. I'm starting to sense the listeners metastasizing and becoming agents of chaos. <laughs> And pointedly wanting bug nuts things to Yeah, they happen. want weird shit to win. They want us to talk about Buffalo Bill and the Indians. Right. It's like a weird bit. Right. I also think a lot of our friends, past and future guests... Yeah, they're are campaigning for the underdogs. In film Twitter, keep on making these big pleas of like, you don't want Griffin and David to talk about big movies. You want us to talk about weird movies. Yes. And banging the drum... And getting people to vote who don't even listen to our show or know what we're talking about. And just going like, yeah, I mean, I like Robert Altman. I'll click on that name. <laughs> this is the thing. It's Twitter polls, but they're pretty uh, straightforward. So right. you not, yeah, yeah. But then you like when just... Ehrlich tweets that out, then people just start responding to it with no skin in the game. Uh, that'll come up. Uh, yeah. In a I'm later starting matchup. to feel like Altman might win for that reason. You're, you're, you really want that to happen, though. Yeah, and I also feel like if he can topple Fincher, then he might be unstoppable. That's the thing. I think that's going to be the real crossroads. But let's talk about the following matchup. Uh, Gore Verbinski versus John Singleton. Verbinski ran away with it. He ran away with 69 it. 69 to 31%. I mean, it's unfortunate there was only one black director in our bracket. So here's the thing. Uh, not a lot of black directors get blank checks. Thank you. Some of the ones we wanted to, we would think about, like Spike Lee or Lee Daniels, people like that, don't fit into the time frame that Lee we Daniels have for this time slot. too short because yeah, he, now he's just fucking shifting the TV. I know, he was still making him, movies. I was I thinking mean, about it. There's not like the, every movie is wild. I agree. I the Butler is the calm movie. I know. Yeah. I would love to do Lee Daniels. I kind of think we Robin just have Williams to be like. Robin Williams plays Eisenhower in the Butler. John Cusack <laughs> plays Richard Nixon. <laughs> and that's his like prestige Oscar movie. You know who's really good in that movie? I think Who? Alan Rickman. Well, anyway, uh, he wasn't even, Lee Daniels wasn't even on this battle. Because I think if we're going to put him in there, since it's only four films, we'd just be like, fuck it, we're doing Lee Daniels. Um, so, yeah. Maybe uh, we'll Spike Lee, we left off because it was too He's long. He's made a gazillion We movies. capped it at filmographies that would take under four months to cover. Right. Um, Singleton Singleton's like, got a fascinating career. And obviously, we do a Fast and Furious movie if we and do on, him. Like, honestly, we were like on the verge about whether or not to include him because we knew he had no chance. Like, Certainly it was kind of not embarrassing how badly he was going to be. director of three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Ringo. Verbinski slammed through. But then when people like were suggesting us, like, why not do Tim's story? It's like, Tim's story's made big movies, but they suck and he doesn't have a voice. <laughs> like, it's, we don't want to cover true. him. 
Yeah. It, it's look, no offense, Tim Story, but I'm it's, sorry. It's Taxi is the weirdest movie you made. Shitty that this industry has not allowed very many black filmmakers to have illustrious careers where they get to express their voice with a level of creativity. All right. All right. All right. Um, number next matchup: Del Toro, Guillermo, mm-hmm. recent Oscar winner. I mean, I think this poll went up 24 hours after he won. I, even less. Yeah. Versus Baz Luhrmann, yeah. uh, who I was pulling for. I mean, he, that's a blank checky dude. Uh, very true. He got thumped. Yeah, he did. Which, uh, it was 37 to 63 for Del Toro. I mean, Del Toro's we, someone we've talked about from the beginning. Yeah. He's made a lot of crazy movies. Yeah. He's, he's He'd be fun. Candidate. He'd be good. He'd be fun. We'd He'd have a good, good time. I'm we'd excited have a, for we'd have a grand old time. movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's his new Wait, movie? Oh, he's not directing it. What is it? What do you mean? Pacific Rim Uprising? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like the robots, but there'd be one Pacific Rim movie. Fucking big. Do you know what the tagline is for Rampage? Somebody be listening? <laughs> yes. The, the tagline for Rampage is big meets bigger. Hell? Wait, what's that? Yeah. So, for Binsky versus Del Toro. You know what the tagline for Shape of Water was? Wet meets wetter. Rubinsky versus Del Toro. Who do you think pulls that out? I feel like there's this weird drumbeat for Verbinski. Yeah. People have been like begging him for, for us to do him for years. People like the guys. And, Karen and, Han is like waging a one woman fucking Russia campaign. I like. wonder why she's never talked about liking Verbinski <laughs> films before. Um, Karen Han and Stefanski are going to be the guests on every fucking episode of that miniseries. I, I feel like the people like that who have weird blank check filmographies but aren't discussed by the masses. It's classic subject prism. matter for our podcast. People want to hear us talk about trying to contextualize those careers. Yeah. All right, next we've got Peter Jackson versus Hal Ashby. Goodbye, Hal Ashby. <laughs> yeah, <out of laughs> That here. was mean. He actually did okay. He got 38% of the vote. Better than I thought. I think partly there's just a lot of fatigue with the Hobbits. I think some people just, they yeah. just don't want us to do Peter Jackson. But other people really want us to do Peter yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I think that Ashby votes were more votes against Jackson. Which I sucks. mean, maybe some people, yeah, want to hear us talk One about. One of my favorite guys. Uh, the fucking Landlord. Oh, such a good movie. Um... Next and then all right, so this is all right. This is the first one that really got me. Okay, this one bugged me. John McTiernan, yeah, versus George Miller. Uh-huh. Uh huh. McTiernan did quite well, forty three to fifty seven. Yeah, but you know there were people who were like John McTiernan. Like, why would we do that guy? You know, um, Die Hard it, guy. What? Excuse me. And it's like, take a look at the filmography, folks. Right. Okay, so we start out with Nomads as the first film. Uh, that sounds right. Right. That's one of those episodes that four people listens to. Then it's followed up by. Die Hard and Predator. Boom, boom. Uh, hits. Right. Okay. Then he goes, Hunt for Red October. Great movie. Boom. Um, New York Times culture editor Gilbert Cruz was like, he better win. I wanted to, you know, I would have liked to see Montana. Like he's shooting October lines at me. Right. Okay. Okay. And, and it's a then, good movie. And then. Medicine Man. <laughs> what? Sean Connery. <laughs> what? He's in the rainforest. with Lorraine Bracco (laughs) three defining action pictures of a generation and then and he's like Connery let me let me hitch my wagon to you follows him into the jungle starts doling out medicine okay now maybe he's gonna get back to an obvious one right what does he make next medicine man no I'm saying after medicine man last action hero one of the blank I mean the biggest blank check movie in the world for everyone involved and then he makes Schwarzenegger's cashing McTiernan's cashing Shane Black's cashing and then he makes Die Hard with a Vengeance F. Murray Abraham's cashing and then he takes a break for a little bit then he makes the 13th warrior which is a weird ass movie and one of the most 
unsuccessful expensive movies movie. of all time. Yeah. It costs like $130 million. Like medieval cannibals. And then the, the Thomas Crown Affair, which as Griffin Thomas would Crown say, Thomas Crown Affair is before Fox. 13th Warrior. Uh, same year. I don't know. I'm okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Crown Affair. And then Fox. the Rollerball remake, which is an underrated blank check. Ben's so into this. Yeah. Remember, yeah. it was going to be 10 minutes long. And then Basic, which my brother DM me being like, can't wait for that Basic episode. And I was like, you There's can't? some basic stands out there. And then he makes a really interesting career decision. Mm, mm. Which Jail. Is, <laughs> going to it. We've covered people who get put in movie jail. Yeah. Because their checks start bouncing too much and they can't get projects off the ground. This is a guy who literally wiretapped phones. Yeah. Got brought down in the Anthony Pelicano case in which everyone was getting pulled in front of like the court, right? All of Hollywood's being put under trial. As, as part of their connections to this guy, he's the one guy who ends up serving like fucking six years mm-hmm. in the clink. Poor Johnny. Now so, he's out. He's doing commercials. Anyway, he lost to George Miller who made Mad Max Fury Road. So I uh, guess. Bay Pig in the City. I mean, a couple big be Gonzo movies. Jackson Miller is is a weird one. For one, it's too uh, oceanic. Uh-huh. You know, you got a New Zealander versus an Australian. couple trilogies. I don't know who wins that. I don't either. I genuinely don't know who wins that. I don't that. either. It's going to be a nail biter. All right. And then Spielberg Breast. Okay, so this is the first shot. So this is when things start to become transcendent. And I feel like this is our fans are basically like, all right, maybe we should not just vote for who the most obvious candidate is. This is when they start to to organize. And I also feel like this is when I start to feel seen. Uh, yes. That's like, you're not voting for Spielberg. You're voting for the guy that will produce the best podcast, which is Martin Brest, one of the least sexy options on paper. I mean, he made Beverly Hills Cop. A dude who most people don't know by name, though. You have to right. be like... He made Midnight Run. Yeah. Yeah, he made Geely. Sense of a woman. <laughs> Hoo-ha! He made Meet Joe Black, which is three hours long. Right, and then he just fucking goes off the grid. Well, I made Geely. After Geely, though, I'm saying, people try to... I don't think he went off the grid. I think he was driven tri- off the grid. People try to do pieces on him, and he refuses to speak now publicly. He beat... Steven Spielberg. Entertainment journalists have been trying to write the okay. what happened to Martin Brest piece, and they go, you can't find them. You he can't beat, get a line on this he guy. He beat Steven Spielberg. Unbelievable. Who has directed films that we would cover, such as Jaws yes. and E.T. But but literally, the director who is most recognizable by name versus a guy whose filmography you have to list before people know who you're talking about, outside um, of insane film circles. But I do think, I think also, you know, we have talked about Spielberg already, so maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Breast beat him, 52-48. Unbelievable. Okay. Try then we got, so this is the sort of weird part of the bracket, because then his opponent in the next round is Sofia Coppola, who beat Danny Boyle, 56-44. to 44. Yeah. That was close, too. Yeah. I was kind of cool with either of them. Now, this is another drumbeat, which You is, like her movies better than me, I think. I think I probably do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I heard someone saying, like, why would they cover her? I don't want to hear them rag on her. And it's like, I'm a pretty big fan. We did see the bling ring very early in our friendship together. That was the second time we ever hung out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think Somewhere's a masterpiece. Uh, I like Somewhere. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's definitely a push to get another female director miniseries on tap. And I'll say this, if a female director doesn't win this bracket, certainly I think one of the people we've listed in this competition is a prime candidate to get covered soon, soon, you know? For sure. But I could certainly see 
listenership rallying behind one to try I, to push him through. I think Coppola could defeat Martin Bress. Bress was a, obviously a soft winner. Well, but there's uh, another we'll one coming up who I think might have a bit of a miracle run. Well, so the next matchup was Paul Thomas Anderson, Don Bluth. Now, Paul Thomas Anderson won this matchup, but he won it 53 to 47. This is... This was pretty fun. This also got the most Sparta. votes. This is <laughs> madness. This is war. Don Bluth, the he director was our of... first seed? A or troll? Fincher was first seed? Yeah, he's the second seed. Uh, Don Bluth is the 31st seed. I felt bad putting Don Bluth against Paul Thomas Anderson. I right. thought it was kind of funny, and I went, this is going to be embarrassing. He's only going to get six votes. We hadn't thought of Don Bluth. Our friend Joe Reed pitched it to us. We went, right. that's a pretty interesting we idea. Thought, oh, that's interesting. Then we looked at his filmography, and we were like, Put it on. Right. Yeah, we were like, that's definitely going Include on. Include it. We just like the aesthetics of including him. He has no chance. He put up a good fight. He did. He almost beat him. And here's a, there a are no nice cats in America. end result of March Madness. Now we know that's a viable miniseries. Yeah, Booth might happen, guys. Doesn't mean we're covering it next, but means we know there's a listenership Secret out there. Secret of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, podcast in Central Park. Pebble in the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Podcast in the Penguin. Um, next, his opponent, uh-huh. Terry Gilliam. A classic, yeah. you know, blank check director, right? Yeah. Versus Nancy Myers. Okay. People were like, Nancy Myers, she makes boring movies, boring dad movies. Wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Nancy Myers is going to be a fucking heavyweight in this competition. For one thing, someone, I think uh, John, uh, one, a listener of the show, was like, look at her budgets. Yes. You know, like, look how much these go up. Talk about a blank check. It's complicated $85 million budget. It's the, expensive. The holiday is listed as an $80 million budget. I have heard from very reliable sources that, that movie cost well over $100 million. Wow. And $25 million was spent solely on CGI. <laughs> what? Was Jack Black a CGI creation? I don't want to <laughs> spoil what the reasons behind those costs were because I hope we get to discuss it on an episode. I think Nancy Myers might be in it to win it. Uh. That would be very exciting, but she has a heavyweight opponent in Paul Thomas Anderson, so we're going to need to defend her. I from mean, the this film is rows. a real test of metal here, you know. Um, but she she might just if she claims that scalp, yeah, then look out. I mean, right? She's on <laughs> like she's phew, real Cinderella. And it's a story. perfect six film. She's the eighteenth seed. Yeah, it's no, it's actually it would suit us very well. Actually, She'd and they're be good. all big movies. I know. Uh, all right, next uh, was Joe Dante versus Nora Ephron. Yeah, so Joe versus uh, the volcano. Exactly. Is what we called this matchup. Now, Dante is sort of your pet project in here. I mean, if Michael Mann is mine, I think, then Dante is yours. Dante is one of my guys. Yeah, yeah. Dante is your guy. You, you campaigned for him. He yeah. did it. He did it. He beat Nora. I felt a little bad. Nora is a great blank check candidate. He beat her yes. 51 to 49. It yeah. Very close. Very close. Um, but and you I'll know, admit, I like, mean, there are movies like Bewitched that are like sort of low key crazy. Bewitched was, would be yeah. incredible to talk about. That's yeah. an insane film, as is Lucky Numbers. Yes. Uh, I definitely put my thumb on the scale because I've been laying track for Dante for years, just constantly saying how much I'd like to Just to be now. clear, we unfortunately cannot decide who directs our, uh, makes who we do miniseries about. It seems to, we've lost Out the ability. Out of our hands. Yeah. Out of our hands. A few people have tweeted me being like, you know, you, if you really want to do a director, you could just do him. And I was like, yeah, unfortunately right. not. Other than the next three miniseries that we picked before the one. Correct. That yeah, is yeah. actually chosen by Yeah, good by point. The winner of this is going to be covered in September. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so... Dante's going to face off against Sam Raimi. That's where time of recording. It's not quite done yet, but Raimi's going to. And the question is, will this be Dante's peak? Raimi's, <laughs> Raimi's going to beat Beatty, right? Raimi's yeah. going to beat Beatty. All right. So just a few other things to look forward to. Which is a shame. Because as you said, Dick Tracy may be the second best comic book movie of all time. Damn right. Behind? Spider-Man 2. That's, that's the problem. Therein lies the rub. Good tweet by me. Yep. 
Uh, Raimi's fun. Who do you think Raimi Dante? That's they're similar, pulpy guys. Who are your pulps? That's that's a tough one actually because they're playing a similar beat. They are. That's interesting. And then one of them will probably face either PTA or Nancy Myers. Raimi's got bigger films. He's but, got a trilogy. But I feel like people are more maybe personally invested in Dante. People are very hyped up in, uh, about us doing a Gremlins 2 episode. Yeah, well, because it's one of the finest American films. That's right. Uh, so now we coming up, we've got Wes Anderson versus Elaine May. Uh-huh. I wonder who's going to win that one. <laughs> Come on, guys. Ishtar. Elaine May, the shortest filmography we've ever even considered. But we, we, I guess tied with Lee Daniels. Forever, four yeah. films, but it ends with Ishtar, one of the biggest check bounces in history. And then we have an incredibly cruel matchup. Michael Mann versus Terrence Malick. There's going to be some yelling. And cruel just because they keep on talking shit about each other in the I press. No, they're so Notoriously pressure Terrence Malick. At the, at the weigh-in, the things he I was know. saying. And God. he's been going on every talk show. Because he wouldn't take off his straw hat, you know, even though he was shirtless. <laughs> From that one press photo. That's so what I always think everything because he refuses to be photographed. Uh, all right, so I have no idea who wins, man. Uh, Malik. Terry the Butcher, I feel Malik. Like ben, you're pulling for Malik. You've always wanted us to do a Malik series. I love Malik. Yeah, yeah. I want Man there. I, I like Malik though. I mean, but I like Michael Mann's movies yeah, a man. lot too. Michael I'm, Mann is a classic blank check director. Where it's like so cool. Yeah. They're like hey, Michael, Michael, just just make us. It's it's a small action movie. Can you just like Tom Cruise is in it? Yeah. He's like. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take eight months to film. It's going to cost $800 million. Also, I'm filming it on a home video camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, but, uh, no, 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 it's too late. It's too yeah. late. You know, he's like that kind of a guy. Uh, on uh, the other hand. Uh, like, he's like your weird gambler uncle yeah. Uncle who like comes. He's like, I just need a little money. And like, then two weeks later, he's like, all right, the mob. I'm in deep with the mob. Right? On the other hand, Malik's blank check is he makes Days of Heaven mm. after he spends a year filming what was supposed to be like a four month shoot and then spends two years editing shows it to the head of Paramount the lights come up tears in his eyes he goes that's the greatest film I've ever seen and he turns to his assistant he says as long as I'm alive Terrence Malick will be on our payroll and Terrence Malick didn't make a movie for 20 years because Paramount gave him an annual stipend how much because of how touched the head was he said we must repay this man here's his fucking Guggenheim grant that's bananas yeah and people were just like he's never gonna make a movie again and then he comes back and makes Knight of Cups aka live action Bojack Horseman <laughs> good call I mean there are films in between but I really want to talk cups okay well, we'll I'm talk, in my cups talking cups yeah you're in your cups for cups I'm in my cups alright next up is what hopefully will be a real David and Goliath matchup Michael Bay versus Amy Heckerling now oh, uh, we, we sort of ginned this one up we want you to destroy Michael Bay we, I want we you. just seeded and then shook it out based on right. like the way the algorithm yeah. matches it up and I said let's flip here because I believe it was supposed to be Michael Bay versus Martin Brest yes and Amy Heckerling versus Spielberg yes and I said I think Brest, I think Heckerling has a little bit of a better shot I said I think Brest is going to lose either way yeah I was wrong you were but I also said, I think Heckerling is going to be steamrolled by Spielberg. I think there will be a political vote if she's up against Michael Bay. It's a little and more I of a question. want to help her. You're talking about two sides, really, of a coin there. Right. Uh, of the Hollywood coin. Allows you to talk about one of your favorite movies of all time. Clueless. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We get back in the Cameron Crowe fold. There's some Look Who's Talking movies in there. Two. There's a vacation. There's a there. vacation. Uh, there's a weird movie about comedy vampires. Vamps. Uh, there's Loser with Jason Biggs. Throwing that L on the throwing forehead. Shape of an L uh, on the forehead. 
But then there's also Michael Bay. Please don't make me talk about five Transformers movies. I would be happy either way. Then the final one, Darren Aronofsky versus Luke Besson. Uh-huh. I mean, we we seated Aronofsky kind of high. People ask for him a lot. How are you pronouncing his name? Aronofsky, Aronofsky. What was I doing? I was You're saying doing Aronofsky. Aronofsky. What I the f- f- and I'm the tired I one. <laughs> I think I might be hungry. Aronofsky versus Aronofsky. Besson. The scarf versus the beret. Who will win the baguette or the matzah? Which has more of a five-day beard growth? <laughs> they both kind of have like sort of furry faces. Merlot versus Manischewitz. <laughs> I don't. I want Bassan to win. I, think I want Bassan to win that one. And to be clear, the qualifier we're putting around Bassan is we're only covering the films that have gotten U.S. releases. Yes. Which that, means that we're not some of the covering the ones. films that you don't know exist. Exactly. That was always our concern was, do we do all three Arthur and the Minimoys movies? Nope. We're only doing the one that came out in the United States. All right. So we're going to do one more of these, I think, to recap the final results. I mean, this was a great episode. Or maybe right when, maybe right before the final results, Ben. Yeah, maybe right, right after. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I think in about in a couple two weeks, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have another uh, okay, so just recap. Keep voting. Yeah, just please follow. Keep it's twitter.com slash blank check pod. Stir up some shit. You know, they uh, Ange posts the matchups every night at 10. Uh, they go for a day. You gotta vote. Make your case. You know, start tweeting. Make your case. Signal boosting. Your your guys. Pick your guys and your gals Who and fight they? for them. Your guys. Who are they? Who are your guys? If you saw them at the comedy store, what kind of set would they do? And would they tell you about their intention to do that kind of set? <laughs> uh, this has been Blank Check. Thanks for listening, everybody. No spin zone. This is, what, what was my name? Griff the Butcher Newman, the Lightning Griff Newman, downtown Griffy Newman saying, take it to the hoop. Oh, this is uh, David Dog saying, uh, uh, rack attack, it's me. Was that good, babe? You were, you were poking me. Okay, we done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done.